Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, and all those Iowans lolling in post-caucus exhaustion. It's Thursday at 3 o'clock, and time for Tea with BBP. Hey everybody out there, I'm your host, BBP, a.k.a. Bill Van Patten, the diva of SLA. Although, Walt, you'll be happy to know I have a new Monica. Mo- not a Monica. Monica. <laughs> Watergate scandal? <laughs> <laughs> no. Moniker. I want to say I have a new moniker, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Not a Monica. <laughs> I'm just thinking Monica Lewinsky. Really? You have a new Monica? I want a new Monica. Oh. I mean, Devil with the blue dress, blue dress on. Devil <laughs> with the blue dress on. No, I, I don't have a new Monica. I have a new moniker I'm going to run by you guys. <laughs> I want to see what I want. I want our fans out there to tell what me what they start, think about my new moniker. <laughs> I tell you. So, uh, as usual with me here in the studio are Walter Angelica. Say hi, Walter. Hi, everybody. Happy Thursday. Happy it's Thursday. Tea with BVP on Thursdays at three. Yes. Angelica, nice. say hi. Wow. I mean, how can I how can I follow up on that? You even rhymed. I know. Hello. I know. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Balo. I don't know. It's rhyming to rhyme. I don't know. <laughs> so how's everybody's New Year's resolution? We this is already February. Can you believe that? This is the first week of freaking February. I can't oh, by the way, it's my birthday month. Yeah. yeah. Yay. Yay. The nineteenth, right? Yeah. Shh, we're going to make people guess. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't oh, know. Sorry. That was going to be a prize giveaway. Oh, I'm so sorry. I ruined oh, it. You should have let me know. Wow. Somebody calling me I was up. guessing. Is that right, though? No, Walter's okay. no longer going to yeah. be for president because he's giving all the prizes away. <laughs> <by three. laughs> no, I want to know how people's New Year's resolutions are going. We're a month into the new year. We're to 2016. Did anybody, did anybody make resolutions? I made nothing. That's We talked about that already. Yeah. yeah. We're not resolvers. No. Mine's not going so well. Although, you know our fan, Justin from Ann Arbor, who's called in, yeah. I think once, maybe maybe twice over the year? He actually said he's going to help me with my New Year's resolution. So, yeah. Justin, if you're listening, I'm talking to you. Um, he wrote to me and said, um, uh, let's get together and have some coffee. Because I told you know, I told people I want to meet one new person a week and talk to someone and meet somebody different. And he goes, I'll help you with the New Year's resolution. I'm going to have coffee with you. I went, nice. oh, that sounds good. So he's going to come over? I don't know. Or he wants me to go to meet Ann Arbor. We'll, maybe we'll meet. What's in the middle? Williamston? I don't know. Brighton? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, New Year's resolutions I think are kind of go. I was trying not to watch MSNBC and stay abreast of mm. all the political stuff, but it's hard. It's hard when when the country's a train wreck right now on <laughs> political stuff. It's hard not to watch. It's hard not to like turn away. You know, it's like a. It really is. It's like a scene on the freeway. <laughs> you, just, you can't take mm-hmm. you can't take your eyes off of it, it's right? True. But, oh well. Okay, so Walter, you'll be happy because you know Angelica, right? He's always griping about the fact that. That I'm the diva yes. of SLA, well, right? Yeah. Oh, I just say that I think we've heard it enough. You know, I mean, we got the idea f- about the diva. Well, I gotta have, I gotta have a title. Hey, isn't Justin the one who gave you the tea too? The diva tea. He did. Yeah. yeah. See, there you go. Um, but I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna rename myself. I'm gonna go from diva to international superstar. <laughs> <laughs> what do you super think about star. that? Superstar. I'm a superstar. Walter's laughing. If everybody could see, Walter's yeah, barely he, he able to control a, himself. Yeah. Table shaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't yeah. like Superstar? Oh, it's perfect. Then you can sing to me long ago. And I was so far You don't away. like when I sing to you. <laughs> you always complain about my singing. I, I don't complain about your singing. <laughs> except when you do those weird Broadway songs that I don't like. Oh, I see. Some of them I so like. So just certain songs. Just certain know. songs. Yeah. No. Walter actually has a very nice voice. 
Huh. In the shower. I'm going to be the next American Idol contestant. <laughs> yeah. I'm just shaking. Oh, that, isn't it going to be over? What's going on here? What? You're going to be the next American Idol concert because it's over. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's right. Exactly. Oh, wow. Well. So what news do we have for people out there? Um, we have to remind them of our next prize coming up. Uh, our one, I cannot say this, one, one, one. <laughs> I feel like that Herman Cain guy, nine, nine, nine. I cannot say <laughs> one, 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 one. What is the word? What's, what's, the, what's the ordinal, no, cardinal? Is that a cardinal or ordinal no, number? Ordinal number. What's the ordinal version of one, 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 one? Walter, say it for me. 1,111th. Yeah, that subscriber. Mm -hmm. The 1,111th subscriber is going to get a prize. So make sure you're getting your friends to sign up, and whoever winds up um, being number 100, <laughs> 1,111 <laughs> will get a prize. And if you help that person sign up, we'll make sure you get a prize too. So please do that. We're excited about that. We're gonna and push. We're getting. We're getting close too. We are. I want to so. push for two thousand by the end of the year. I think we could do nice. it. Nice. I like I it. I think we do it. I think we could do it, because we got the best fans out there. We do. We got the best people listening to us. I really like the questions we get on email. We'll review some of them later. Um, um, the the Twitter sphere, Twitter sphere, the the twit sphere. What's it called? Twitter, Twitter, Tw Twitter. I don't know. Twitter anymore. sphere, right? Mm -hmm. I'm so yes. tired. Gosh, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, the the tweets we get, they've got some good ones and some good email questions too. So, um, we'll we'll. I, I just think it shows the enthusiasm and the great, great, great crowd that's listening. So we have a new topic this week. We have a new topic. I'm going to go ahead and introduce it early because my tongue is not working, and if I don't <laughs> get it out, I'll probably stumble over it later. But our topic this week is: Is there such a thing anymore as methods, and we put methods in quotes. In other words, should we get rid of the term methods? Um, if you want to get in on that conversation, you know how to call us at 517. Walter, what's the number? 517-884-4321. Again, Angelica, that's? 517-884-4321. Yes, indeed you do. Now, Dustin DeFelice will not be taking your phone calls today. Did you know that, Walter? I didn't know that. Yeah, who's going to be taking the phone calls? Emma is going to be taking your phone calls today. Emma's going to be taking our phone calls. So when you call in, you will not hear Dustin's voice. You'll hear Emma's voice. Dan is off in a conference in San Antonio, and so Dustin is handily taking over all the equipment and soundboard and all those devices that I know nothing about. And uh, so uh, you're going to hear Emma when you call in. So call in and talk to Emma. She's waiting for your call. You can tweet us if you want to at T with BVP, or you can email us. Walter is looking at his laptop right now. You can email us at T with BVP at gmail.com. But as usual, we want to hear from you. We want you to call in and talk to us. And there's some of you out there are lurking. I know you're dying to call in. You're just being a little too shy, but talk to people. You there know? were some people ready to listen like 15 minutes early. I know. We don't bite anybody's heads off. There's nothing to be scared about calling us, right? This Absolutely is, not. Yeah, I, I, really. Um, and we're going to have a new feature, which I'm going to announce in a minute. But anyway, um, so we want you to put down that bag of M&Ms, put down your Valentine's candy, put down pop your popcorn, whatever it is you're doing right now. Call us at 517-884-4321. Don't just call us with your questions. If you have comments, right? Absolutely. Right. Questions or thoughts. reactions. Or, or you want to tell us about the weather. Yeah, you want to argue. Again, we give fashion tips, right? Oh, totally. Boy, do we give fashion <laughs> tips, especially when you walk away from us. We're giving you fashion <laughs> tips whether you know it or not. So we'll give you fashion tips, decorating tips, whatever, hairstyling. Walter does hairstyles if you want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we also want to hear your own ideas about <clears throat> methods and what that term means. So um, we want you to call us in. And guess what, gang? Something new this week. What's new? Well, you know how we normally have the SLA Challenge quiz every week for someone to call in? Yes. 
This week, we're going to do something different. We're going to give people an option. Is everybody out there listening? You have an option. There's two different kinds of quizzes, and you can call and tell Emma which one you want to do. And we'll take two different people doing both quizzes, not one person doing both, but two different people taking both. The two different quizzes that they want. But uh, we're going to have the regular SLA challenge quiz. So and a pop wanna, culture quiz. If you want to call in, no, Walter. <laughs> Walter. That's only you. That's only oh, you, that's Walter. only for me. That's only for you. Yeah, exactly. So um, so we'll have the regular SLA challenge quiz for whoever wants that. Or you can opt for a new kind of quiz called the Diva Challenge Quiz. <laughs> Doesn't that sound great? But hang on, I thought what? you're the international superstar now. Well, it's not about me. Oh. This is a diva oh. challenge quiz about oh. divas. Oh. So if you think you know about divas. Not you as the diva. Not me, although I might sneak in a question now and then about myself. But no, but really, we're this, so it's, it'll be fun. Okay, so it's kind of a pop, pop culture quiz, but it's about divas. So some lucky call-in person or persons can take a stab at the SLA Challenge Quiz or the Diva Challenge Quiz and win a wonderful tea with BVP prize. Angelica, what's our prize? Coasters! Yes, a nice set of coasters. Remember, if you get two Seems out of like three right... like a step down from those books, doesn't no. it? No. Mm. Well, the books were... I have to get some more publishers that give us some freebie books. I'm working on that, so... Well, but they're special made coasters. Mm. We really did them ourselves, and, and, and Angelica and I have kissed every single one. Mm -hmm. oh. So you don't know this, but you're getting a coaster that's got our love all over it. <laughs> It does. <laughs> no. I haven't kissed any of them. Just <laughs> well, that would just be germs. We want love. Oh. Not just <laughs> Walter's sick. No, I said that on purpose because Walter's sick. I don't want him sitting next to me. I'm not sick. My family's sick. I know I'm, you're carrying the germs yeah. around. You've been sucking on sucrets all day long like they were <laughs> crack cocaine or something. I don't know. what. What's, can you They're suck halls, on crack actually. cocaine? No. What are you sucking on like a joint? What, do you, what, do you, what kind of drug do you suck on? You can <laughs> suck on a joint. <laughs> That's Walter with his sucrets. Ricola. <laughs> No, that's they're what halls, you do. actually. No. Halls, no. I know halls I mental. All I know is you smell like a bottle of Vicks Vapor Rub right now. That's all I can tell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> enough of that stuff. Um, okay. Uh, once again, our topic is, uh, is there such a thing anymore as methods? And let me just give you a couple ideas uh, about that before we take a call. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and say what I'm thinking about this. Some of you can guess what I might be thinking about this. Um, that ever since there was the advent of communicative approaches, and notice that I say approaches and not approach, um, but with the advent of communicative approaches to language teaching um, some 30 plus years, well, like 1970, 1972, um, I actually personally thought the idea of methods and methodology was dead. And I'm not the only person who's thought this because people have written about this in, in the field out there. <clears throat> what I thought we had ushered in instead was the idea of principles underlying communicative language teaching or contemporary language teaching. This does not seem to be the case from what I see in course titles across the country. Um, so if you look at catalogs or go online and look at course offerings at different places, you th see things like methods of teaching modern languages or methods of teaching English as a second language or world language teaching methodology or, and those kinds of things. Um, the problem I have with these titles is what they suggest to the non-expert and what they suggest to the teacher coming in or the novice teacher coming in and taking this course. Um, what I want to do is usher in a ban on the word methods and methodology from all courses related to language teaching. I do. That's what I want to do, Walter. Can I do that? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how many people will listen, but well, I'm the diva. You can certainly so. make a, pro a proposition. Yeah, I say no. And here's my idea. So, and we'll get people to call in about to see what they think. I want to go from the idea of 
language teaching methods to courses called something like, here's three I thought of, foundations of contemporary language teaching or fundamentals of communicative language teaching or just principles of language teaching? Because what we're headed toward and what we should be thinking about is not so much methods, but what principles do you walk away with from these kinds of courses that you can use to evaluate what you do, how you do it, and what people tell you you should be doing? That's my argument. So Now, it could be. Uh, there's probably people out there already doing what I'm saying. I'm sure they are. And, the, and so what I want to know is why we haven't changed the title of these courses, and maybe some people have. So I want you to call and tell me what you're teaching, what's the name of your course, and what you do in it, so we can talk about um, this idea of methods. And, of course, I will share with you at some point um, my second principle of language teaching that Walter alluded to last time and made me talk about. I'll review my first one, and I'll talk about my second one. And so, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got like that Las Vegas throat, you know. Ah, ah, Would you like a Hall's ah, menthol? Ah, no, then I'll smell <laughs> like you. Ricola. Oh. Anyway, I don't know if I can go on. I can't go on anymore. Oh, Walter. yes, you can do yeah. it. Here, you guys take over. I'm going to be quiet for a while. Okay, that didn't last long. Okay. <laughs> okay, we have a caller on the line already. We have Valerie, who's going to update us from last week. Right, Valerie? Valerie, you're on the line. I am. Hey, Valerie, how you doing? Good. Uh, how are you? We're good. We're good. Uh, as our, as usual, we always like to know what the weather's like where you are. Uh, you'll be happy to know that it's overcast and raining off and on. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we're ha we had a little bit of snow today. Not much, just like a little dusting, kind of like a maybe a quarter of an inch or something like that. So it's not bad. But well, okay. Well, covered up all the mud. And where so you call? Better. Where are you calling from, Valerie? I forget. Um, well, I'm calling from Portland. I didn't want to tell you the exact city last time because I was nervous about uh, how the faculty at the master's program I'm applying for would respond when I asked them about how they're approaching teaching sec second languages. But you did and, that, right? Yes, and it was, it was a good conversation, which is why I can narrow down to the city and not just say the state. Um, <laughs> So I went and talked to um, the professor who will be handling those programs, and it was a great conversation. He actually said that he tells his students that if they start their classes with, today we'll be focusing on the past tense or something similar, that they're not going to make it through this master's in education program. Huh. That that's just not the way you teach. That he really did want it to be about communication. He said that they used, you know, the actual standards. He said that if you're having a conversation with somebody and they reply with two words and it gets the meaning across, but it doesn't necessarily have all of the correct, you know, grammar or a complete sentence, that that is still communication and that that is what is important. And so it was just, it was very nice because everything he said really sounded a lot more like what you guys are saying than what I was afraid of. Did you tell him about our show? Does he know about our show? I, I did mention it. I did. And I've also, I mentioned it in my applied Spanish linguistics class in, in the fall as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I have been trying to promote it to people. Nice. Um, he didn't respond uh, very much. It was a very short conversation, but it went well. He said he... TPRS is great. He mentioned something called organic language acquisition, which I guess is also sometimes known as Oregon language acquisition. 
which I haven't looked into too much. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was language without pesticides or something. That's that's what first came <laughs> to my mind. <laughs> you sit around in a classroom and you eat tofu for an hour and can you eat something tofu in like Spanish? That. I guess I can eat tofu in Spanish. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good value. Yeah, like it was a go ahead. Sorry. Go on. I was gonna say it sounds like you had a good conversation. I did, and and it was great. And so I feel I don't know. I just wanted to let you guys know that now applying to this program, I I feel a lot better that you know my time and my money are not gonna go to how to just teach the difference between the preterite and the imperfect past tense. Well, so. good. good for you. Now, is that is that in the school of education, or is that in the school of arts and letters, or arts and sciences, or can I ask that question? Or do you want to reveal that? It's it's the it's the graduate school of education. Oh, okay. Well, good. They that good for them. That's great. Um, sometimes because sometimes you you you're more likely to get that in a school of education than you are in arts and sciences, depending on the nature of the school and where they are. Um, so good. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad for you. That sounds like what you want to do, and it's up your alley, and and it sounds like it's going to be a fit. So you're you're excited now, right? I am totally excited, and it actually, <clears throat> the school district here is going to need between 40 and 50 new bilingual teachers this fall, so wow. I might actually become part of a fellows program and have my own classroom in September while I'm going to grad school at the same time. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Okay, we're going to expect you to call in and keep us updated on these things. I sure will. Awesome. Oh, would you do me a favor? When you talk to that professor again, um, encourage him to call in and say hi, because we, we like him already. Um, from okay, great. <laughs> I sure will. No, truly. I mean, he sounds like a good guy, and he's giving you good advice, and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's. Um, I don't want to say handling, but he's, you know, he's, he's listening to you, and 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 he's, he's, he's being a good faculty member, and so that's nice. And you, and you actually being a good student by doing your investigative work first, and making sure you're getting what you want to get. So good for you. Great. Well, thank you, and I will let him know that he should call. Okay. If uh, by the way, um, if you want to call in later for either the SLA Challenge Quiz or the Diva Quiz, go ahead. You know you can. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, sometimes I know all of the questions, and sometimes I know zero of them. But <laughs> well, don't uh, maybe worry. once I get more into school, then I'll. Uh, oh, okay. There you go. Well, you can call in for the Diva Quiz then too, if you want. You can always <laughs> call him back for that one because you don't need school for that. You just need to be. A human being who's been around and paying attention to People Magazine for the last 30 years. That's all. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Well, well, have a good day. Thank you. Well, thanks, thanks Valerie. Valerie. Thanks for calling in. Good for you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Well, that was nice. That was, we, that was nice of Valerie to call us back yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's good for her. Good. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad that conversation went well. Yeah, she's, yeah I'm really glad for her, too. She's, she, was, she was concerned. I've never mm -hmm. had anybody call in that's in or even talk to me and say, I'm concerned about this program I'm applying to. Um, so... Good and good, good for that faculty member who was up front and had a nice chat with her and so on and and sounds like he didn't take it personally and took it as a real good inquiry from an incoming grad student. So that's good. We like that. Um, before we look, you guys have some stuff coming in on on the Twitter sphere and on email, but I want to actually because um, our show last week was about um, people's teacher education experiences, right? And we talked about what te what's needed for teacher education. It kind of overlaps a little bit with what we're doing this week. Um, but here's a couple of things that uh, Luca pulled off the Twitter sphere, um, and my uh, my there was some really good um, comments from people. Megan commented that her experience with uh, with courses um, was most helpful. Um, everyone got I think an independent or individual copy of all lesson plans activities created by classmates to put in a resource binder, so they were doing a lot of sharing, which is good. Um, I like this one. Sherry says she had a wonderful instructor at Penn State, Christina Sanz. 
who had a vast knowledge of SLA. Wish I had more, more time with her. Well, Sherry, guess what? Christina Sanz was one of my students. I directed her dissertation. I love Christina Sanz. She's, she's incredible. Um, so yes, I'm sure you got a very good course with her. Um, we, oh, here's Senor, Sen, oh, I can't say his last name because I don't want to give it away. Senor G, I'll just say Senor G, who said we read from Walter what? From input to output. Who wrote that, Walter? Uh, some guy who's, I forget what his, I think his initials are BVP, though. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. So, <laughs> Senor G says we read from input to output with Professor Barsky and his class, and so that's kind of fun. So, we're getting some very positive comments. Um, although one guy, Jeff, did say the following. This sounds a little typical, and this is typical particularly of um, some university situations, but also sometimes some non-university situations. Jeff said, my quote-unquote methods course, we're going to talk today about why we're not going to call them methods course anymore, but my quote-unquote methods course was a three-day training. And then I started teaching at a conversation school immediately. Sink or swim. And he puts a nice big exclamation point because, God, that would be sink or swim, right? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I remember being told classes should be challenging, not frustrating. I always thought that was a good rule of thumb. It is a good rule of thumb. But poor Jeff got three days of basic training and then, boof, you're in the classroom. Wow. So, um Hopefully he did okay. Sounds like he did because he wrote to us. So good for you, Jeff. Glad you stuck in there. Um, anything coming in uh, on our topic today on the lines we want to look at? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm, I have just no emails that have come in. None at all. None? None. Well, Zero. didn't we have some prior? Didn't, we do. We, we have people yeah. who, who write to us. So for, for, the, for those of you out there listening, we don't always have people write to us at the moment. People anticipate the um, topic because they read the newsletter that goes out every week. And so they send us questions, and I think we have one or two, right, Walter, that mm -hmm. ask us something or are related to the topic. You want to read those to people? You want to read us those sure. and see what they say? Find us one. All right, this one's from Jeff. He says... A different Jeff. A different Jeff. I've asked this question a few times, but no one seems to be able to an answer it. What are the best strategies, aside from CI, TPRS, et cetera, that teachers can do on a weekly basis in order to fill us facilitate foreign language learning. Is there any way we could start to generate a long list of best strategies to use in the classroom? I've never had time to call in because of class, but it's very important to me. Maybe someone could help. So there you go. Oh my gosh, Jeff. You think this is a Dr. Phil show, don't you? Like, <laughs> how much time do you have? Um, uh, well, I'm, it's a really great question, Jeff, because there's always that issue of theory to practice and research to practice and so on. What does it mean to do things in the classroom? Um, and so the fact that you mentioned CI, Comprehensible Input, and TPRS, Teaching Proficiency Through Reading and Storytelling, and, and other things that you can do, um, I don't really have much to add. I think he, the bottom line is the following, Jeff, and anybody else there who's asking that question is, Stop trying to look to materials necessarily if it's giving you something to do. What do you want to talk with your students about in class and create lessons around that? What is something that would be interesting to find out? Like, for example, Walter, what's in your fridge right now? <laughs> Tell me what's in your fridge. Milk. There's milk. Apples. Apples. Uh, salad dressing. Salad dressing. Water. Water. Um, let's see what else do I have in there. Bread. You put bread in your refrigerator? And yeah. apples? Apples. Apples, I know. Keep Why? them fresh. Bread. Oh, that makes them turn weird, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. No. And then they're super cold when you... When oh, you I like cold. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. No, you only do that when you make Yogurt. Waldorf salad and you got mayonnaise on yeah. them. Then you have to keep it cold. But eggs? Yogurt, eggs. Eggs, probably some eggs in there, yogurt. Any veggies? Yeah, probably some carrots and lettuce. Mm -hmm. Okay. on a Tomatoes. Angelica, right... 
rate that refrigerator right now on a scale of 10 to, one, to Lame. zero? Lame. Like a one or a two? Well, maybe a three, but I mean, not very exciting. What yeah. am I supposed to have in there? I'll Bot- tell you what I have in my freezer. Bottle of vodka. Ice cream. Juice, ice wine. cream. Ice cream. Okay, well, that's good. Ice cream. Because uh, that's because he has and kids. No, that's because I love ice cream. You love ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Schwanz man and I are now on Now, Jeff, first name see what basis. was happening here. Now, see, Jeff, is, is in five minutes, we just learned something about Walter and started to make an opinion about something about Walter through what's in his refrigerator. I find that a fascinating topic. Maybe because it's me. I don't know. But I could do the same thing with Angelica right now. I could ask Angelica, what's in your refrigerator? Is it like Walter's? Similar. Similar? Slightly <laughs> more exciting. Number three. Why is it more exciting? Make Go from a three to a six. Quick. Well, I, I, I said, I mean, hello, champagne, champagne, orange juice. You need mimosas, right? Yeah. At any given point in time. Chocolate. She's, she's up to a five. Chocolate. She's up to Why a seven. Why do you put chocolate in the refrigerator? So it doesn't melt. <laughs> because some chocolate tastes better cold, unlike mm-hmm. apples, even though Celeste does agree with you, Walter. She well, also you, puts Celeste. her apples in her fridge. <laughs> Celeste, call in and say that to my face. I <laughs> have this. Celeste, I dare you to call in and say that to my face. I have a Reese's peanut butter cup. Literally, the two there are two Reese's peanut butter cups, and they're... I forget what they are. I think they're sixteen ounces, but so each or each one of them is eight ounces, and and they're in my freezer though. But for the same reason, I don't want them. Okay, to see, Jeff, what's happening here? I can't shut the two of them up. Okay, <laughs> so this is my point. You don't have to have. You just have to. You have to be interested in people and ask about them. Ask about their lives and think of things about that help you reveal stuff about each other. You know, nothing too personal. I mean, asking Walter what's in his refrigerator, asking Angelica to compare her refrigerator to Walter's, it's not, you know, we're not asking about their private lives. Um, but there are lots of things you can talk about in the classroom, and there's ways to get into that topic. If you're doing something through input first before you're talking about it, let's look into people's refrigerators. Let's make a list. I'm going to make a list of items, and I'm going to have my class guess, what do you think is in Justin Bieber's refrigerator? Here's a list of items. Let's go through them and see. That's an input-oriented activity, and that's how you start throwing the ideas out there. Uh, All the idea working up eventually to us talking about our own refrigerator. So, Jeff, it's just a matter of you thinking about what do I want to talk about and how am I going to talk about it. And Carol points out, sorry to interrupt, Carol points out on Mixler that this is called personalization. Well, yeah. Exactly. And your entire class should be personalization. I mean, you start with non-personalized things because that's how you get into the topic. So I look at Justin Bieber's refrigerator because i got to get carrots and apples and yogurt and all that in the input and get that floating out there so we have stuff to work with, right? Um, but um, but eventually what I really want to find out is what the hell's in Angelica's refrigerator? And nobody, I'm just so ticked off because neither one of you asked me what's in mine. What is in your refrigerator? Well, now you're not going to know. Do you even have a refrigerator? Now you're not. I have two refrigerators. I was just going to say he probably has know. multiple. You're not even going to know now because well, you didn't ask me. Because well, we kept talking and then you no, said, oh, are- they keep talking and now I can't talk. Okay. See, I have to beg. I have to beg you people <laughs> to treat me like a human being around Whatever. here. Whatever. So. What's in your fridge? Yeah. Please so, tell us. So there you go. So there what's you, in your fridge? What's in my fridge? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a bottle of champagne. Um, there's a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc. A bottle of Pinot Grigio. Um, <laughs> I, I like. I like what this starts out with. There are two. No? There are two <laughs> vodka shot glasses. Oh God. Because I had to keep that, my glasses chilled. And then I have, you name it, with fruits and vegetables. Uh, not fruits, but vegetables. I do have some fruits in there, like berries and things yep. like that. But bananas and apples, uh, that's counter food. Uh, and God, bananas I Bananas definitely are I have food. broccoli. I have zucchini. I have carrots. I have salad, lettuce for salad. I have, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff. I have yogurt. I have fresh butter. I have, you, just go down the list. I have every kind of salsa you can imagine because I make salsas and I bottle them and they're in there. I have sriracha sauce. I have, you know, just... 
Name it, I probably have it in my refrigerator. I have milk, I have eggs. Of course, my eggs are organic, as is my milk and all my food. So that's uh, for well. Valerie. That was my throw out to Valerie there. I, 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 teach, <laughs> I teach and eat organically, Valerie. So, <laughs> um, All right, so <laughs> do we have any other so more questions? So what does that tell us what about are, Bill Van Patten? <laughs> oh, come on, we got to get to people's questions. What do we have on Mixler, Angelica? Anything on Mixler? Well, now they're just talking about your diet, how... <laughs> How dairy heavy your diet is, Carol. Also, I think I don't know. She shared what's in her. I was fridge, raised. I was raised in the wild by cows. That's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, Carol said aged gouda, sharp cheddar, chocolate milk. Maybe that's what they meant when they were saying dairy. See heavy. now, they're, see, <laughs> see how this works, Jeff. Now everybody out there sharing. Maybe. People yeah. can't stop talking about what's in their fridge because now they're interested. What does it reveal about them? Right? Okay, there you go. Don't we have any? Qu- Come on, we can have somebody you know, talking. Yeah, I don't know, people. Come on, call in. By the way, I heard from Eric recently. Eric needs to call in. I'm a little, t- Eric, if you're listening, I'm a little tacked off because you haven't called in. You're looking out there. You're lurking out there. I know. I know. I know you want to call in. I know. Call you in and go comment in. on Bill's new Monica. My, yeah, my new Monica. <laughs> I mean Monica. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing you have to do. You have to let us know. Diva or international superstar? Which is it? Or could it be both? Could, it be, could I be an international diva star? I don't know. But anyway, so. All right. Well, I have something on email. Are well, we ready? Good. Yeah. Let's hear it. Because it doesn't appear that Eric has called in yet. So, uh, this is an email from Tino and uh, maybe Constantino. I don't know. But uh, he says, You'll be interested to know that in, in the International Baccalaureate Program, world language classes are actually called language acquisition. Whether they are taught that way is a different matter, but if you think uh, the name matters in sense, but I do think, sorry, the, the name matters and sends a certain impression. The question is, I was wondering if you could, in your infinite wisdom and experience. Oh, Tino, I'm trying to figure out if, should I read between the lines? Is that like, <laughs> are you trolling me with, are you baiting me, being condescending, or you're actually meaning this? Experience. Do you really think I have <laughs> infinite wisdom? Well, here we go. List, uh, if you could in your infinite wisdom and experience, list out some of the essentials that a language acquisition teacher ought to have in his or her tool belt, especially given limited funds. For example, if I have to choose between paying for one of Bill's textbooks and renewing my ACTFL and AATSP memberships, which combined are about the same price as Bill's textbooks, <laughs> which, which is what the person wrote, Tino wrote, not me, uh, which, which one would be more important? What are some of the other essential resources in making the communicative classroom happen? Linguistically yours. Tino. Well, from Detroit. Tino. Well, oh, Tino's from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. He's a Motown. He's a local. Well, that that's that's certainly not an easy question because I'm supposed to hawk my own materials, right? That's what I'm supposed to do for a living. <laughs> Be like Donald Trump, you know, <laughs> selling my book while I'm uh, I'm running for a ruler of the world. Um, but but that, that's a good question because he wants to know what should you have in your tool belt. It depends on what you mean by what you need. Do you need strategies? Do you need background information? What do you need? Um, the uh, the fact that he mentions, you know, the difference, for example, between buying one of my textbooks or anybody's books on language teaching for that matter, or renewing ACTFL and ATS membership, it just depends. Um, because I, I kind of vote for um, the... Uh, I mean, you know, I have to support ACTFL and ATSP because I'm a member of both, particularly ATSP because I do a lot of work with ATSP. Um, and they're great organizations to belong to. And you do go to those conferences, you can get a lot out of them. You can interact with a lot of people and learn a lot of things and pick and choose your sessions and so on. The problem with that, of course, the downside is it's once a year, right? Um, textbooks you can have lying around your bed and you can read a little bit every night. You can read them on your spare time. 
Um, but there's also other things. There's we have the wonderful thing called Celta here, um, and also the Language Resource Center called Clear, which are places that reach out to te teachers and try to provide tools for their tool belt or toolkit, as um, Tino calls it, um, uh, that that they can um, have uh, access to. Um, and so th there's just all kinds of things out there. And I think that the internet is a great source. Um, YouTube is becoming a great source. You can find all kinds of examples, TPRS, communicative classrooms and things like that if you want to see examples of things. Um, there's just a lot of stuff out there. Um, but I'm going to go back to what I said earlier about the fridge, for example. All you really need, again, is to really like, think about your students as people and what do you want to know about them and what are you going to let them know about you. And find those topics and ways to talk about things in class that are engaging. That's, that's, th that's the first thing. That's the first thing in your toolbook is to get over your hurdle that you need a piece of paper in front of you. No, you and your students are the classroom. That's my philosophy. You and your students are the classroom. Um, and for example, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm teaching a conversation this, this uh, course this semester. There's no textbook. There's no, the, we were watching a film in segments that I've divided up and we are, um, um, uh, using the, the, the film as a basis for talking about different things about the film and about ourselves and so on. So, you know, uh, I think you just have to sit down and think about what it is I want to do, what I want to talk about. Okay, um, before we take the next caller on the phone here, we're going to say goodbye to Walter. Walter has a sick child at home, and he needs to run home and trade places with his wife who has to come back to school because she's a doctoral student here and she's doing some things this evening. So, Walter, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Tell me you see him next week. I'll see you next Well, I'll, I'll talk to you next week anyway. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we wish her we wish little uh, Zach well. Thanks. I hope he gets better soon. All right. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Walter. Bye everybody. Bye, Walter. Okay, so we have a caller on the phone. We have Claire on the phone. Claire, are you there? Yeah, hi. Claire, where are you calling from? Um Bloomfield Hills. From where? Bloomfield Hills. Oh, Bloomfield Hills, that's local. So like Tino, Tino who just uh, wrote to us from Detroit, you're calling from Bloomfield Hills. For those of you who out there don't know, Bloomfield Hills, there was a finalist in American Idol, I think it was last year, <laughs> so last year, year before, who was from Bloomfield Hills. Do you remember that, Claire? No, I don't. You don't? <laughs> Girl, you got to get on the TV and start watching the pop culture, I tell you. You're going to take the diva quiz because you're going to flunk it if you're not into the pop culture, I tell you. <laughs> I promise I'll get on top of things. So, Claire, what's, what's up? What do you want to talk about? So I was just wondering if you could explain to me a little bit the differences between a method and, a, and an approach. Well, um, I um, can tell you what other people have said and what I agree with because I think they're pretty good ideas. Um, there's a book out there. I'm not going to say who wrote it. Um, although I'm partially giving away the answer, so I might have to change it for the SLA quiz um, uh, on the spot here. Uh, but there's a book out there called Method colon, approach, design, and procedure. And a method, a, a, a method is um, an actual overall um, uh, way that a teacher um, approaches a class or curriculum. And underlying that method is what's called approach. And approach is all your theory about language, your theory about communication, your theory about learning, all those things. That's what the approach informs you of. Um, then you have design, which is when you simply map out and say, what are my semesters going to look like? What are going to be my, my units of learning? Are they going to be tasks? Um, are they gonna, what are they going to be? Um, and, and how am I going to assess 
um, my learner. That's part of design. And then you have procedure, which is what are my classes going to look like? Let's see how am I going to spend the hour? Um, and what kind of activities, specific activities do I develop? So a method encompasses approach and um, design and procedure. So, so the, the, the only way to define method is to say that it's a particular way of going about language teaching that is informed by approach, design, and procedure. That's the only way to define method. So it's a particular way to, to, to go about your language teaching informed by approach, design, and procedure. That's what um, some experts would say, and I, I agree with them. I think it's a nice way of looking at it. Did I help you at all? Did I? Yeah, actually, that really clarified things for me. Thank you so much. Now, the pro well, before you go, Claire, let me just say the following, and this is for everybody out there, too. There are a lot of people who use the terms interchangeably. So I hear, for example, much to my horror, I hear the communicative approach and the communicative method. So those of you out there, pay attention. There's no such thing as the communicative approach and the communicative method. Um, there are communicative methods out there that are informed by approaches that have communicative underpinnings, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so, um, and then there's like things like the natural approach, um, which really should be called a method. It's really not an approach because informing the natural approach is approach, design, and procedure, and it has all that s those elements to it. So I think I think I can understand your confusion. So people out there need to know that 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 in the world, in the real world of life, people use them interchangeably, but technically they are different. A method is the bigger term, and approach, design, and procedure are things that inform a method. Okay, well, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Claire. Thanks, you have, Claire. Okay, you have a great rest of the day. Thank you, you too. Call back and take a quiz. <laughs> All right, will do. All right. Bye. Oh, my earphones have fallen off. I think it was Walter hit me in the head on his way out Aww. or something. My, he knocked my earphones off. Well, I think Celeste needs to call in because she was considering taking the diva quiz. Celeste, but Celeste, now, right? Celeste, go, Celeste, go, go, Celeste, go, go, Celeste, go, go, Celeste, go, go, Celeste. Go. Call in Celeste and take the diva <laughs> quiz. It's easy. It's easy. I guarantee you. She doesn't you. watch TV and she's afraid that she won't be able to make it. Oh, it's, it's not TV based. There's no TV in here at all. How's that, Celeste? So we'll give you hints. We'll give you hints. We'll help you. We're good. We're good teachers. We want you to succeed. We don't want you to fail. Absolutely. Yeah. So call in. Don't be afraid, Celeste. Now, speaking of Celeste, there was um, uh, Celeste who actually said something previous. She actually asked us a question about episode 13, which I think was our last show about um, um, people in their language, uh, what do you call it? Foreign language education or mm -hmm. teacher education courses and so on. And she said, this isn't a question, but rather a comment to episode 13. I didn't listen live today, but to the recording. Good for you, Celeste. You were on the gym, the treadmill, listening to us. That's great. I thought it was a great show. Thank you, Celeste. We think you're great, too. In addition to all that was mentioned, there is also the problem of some teachers not having enough proficiency in the second language in order to really be communicative in the classroom or even get off a script or not use English. I know that for some teachers at all levels, they cannot get beyond the textbook or grammar taught in English because their own second language acquisition, their own second language skills are lacking or deficient in some way. Um, she's kind of hitting the nail on the head there. That is true. I mean, uh, we all deal with standards, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that some state standards are kind of lax on, I mean, to be to be truly command in command of your classroom, you have to have pretty high level skills because you're like moving those kids around and you're giving them commands and you're telling them what to do. You're telling stories. And how can you provide input in the classroom if you're not you know, proficient in language? So she's making a good point. 
And she says, she also says here that graduate programs in teacher education or teacher training programs need to assist their non-native students in funding and finding funding and opportunities to get their proficiency to a professional level. And it's still that is important that they pursue professional development throughout their career in order to maintain it. Um, she's right. But the problem, of course, less, as you probably know, is that sometimes people can fall back. They don't need to improve because they fall into that trap of teaching the textbook and testing the textbook, and then that becomes a course. And so you don't need proficiency if that's what you do. Anyway, so that was nice of Celeste to write us in and tell us that. Um, oh, here's a comment that came in, too. This one came in through Twitter the other day. I thought I'd raise this, even though it's not particularly related to the topic today. I'm going to throw this out to Angelic and see what her reaction is. So, um, so uh, it's from Thomas. Oh, yeah, Thomas. I remember that and, one. And uh, I think Luca put this question out on, on the Twitter sphere and asked people to respond to it. it. The question that Luca put out was, if languages can only be acquired, not taught, how should we train our teachers? And Thomas res responded by saying, do we even need teachers then? Do we even need teachers then? Angelic, what do you make of that comment from Thomas? That if, if I say, and people like me say, languages can only be acquired, they cannot be taught, how should we train our teachers? And he says, do we even need teachers then? What's your response? How would you add, what would you say to that guy? Well, I mean, the teacher aids in the acquisition, right? I mean, you don't, even, even though your title is teacher, it doesn't mean that you teach, right? I mean, you're a coach. You help the students in their acquisition. Where else are they going to get input from? Right. And not just input, but also interaction, right? Mm -hmm. And how are they going to learn how to make conversations and scaffold themselves and, and, and do things because... They are, if they're, I mean, honestly, Rosetta Stone can only go so far, mm -hmm. right? It can only, Rosetta Stone can only go so far. So you do need interaction with people because you have to scaffold. I mean, one thing is acquire language in your head. That's what input does. And, and Rosetta Stone can help with something like that. But then you need real life people to interact with to develop your communication skills. That's a separate development independent of building language in your head. So, so Tom, you do need teachers. Their teachers are your principal source of input and interaction, for particularly for beginners. And we should be great at that. That's what we should be doing. So we need teachers, and lots of them. So um, we are um, actually, there was something here I was going to actually bring up. Um, I th think there's something funny happening with the phones. I'm going to let, um, uh, oh, no, we're good with the phones. Okay. Um, oh, we got, oh, here's what it is. I just came up on the screen. We have a taker. For the diva quiz, it sounds like. Oh, and you know who it is? It's Celeste. Celeste, is that you? <laughs> yes, it is. Celeste. Fantastic. Oh, you took the bait. Good for you. <laughs> so you're gonna, are you going to do the diva quiz or the SLA quiz? The diva quiz. Yeah. <laughs> no. The diva quiz. Okay, now, with some of these questions, Celeste, I have to inform you that I'm going to give away my age, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but maybe not. We'll see out there. Because like, maybe the 25 years old go, who? Uh, or what, <laughs> um, but um, so hopefully that won't happen to you. So um, these are all questions now about different divas. None of them are TV. Don't worry about it. But there are divas out there in the, in, in, in the real world of things. So you know how this works. We have three questions. If you get two right, you get a prize. If you get three right, you get a super prize. How's that sound? Okay. Good. Uh, okay. So are you ready for the first one? Yes. Okay, Celeste. Going for your first question, number one. Which of the following divas has won all major awards, including two Oscars, one for actress and one for best song? 
Is the answer A, Barbara Streisand, B, Cher, C, Gwyneth Paltrow, D, Elton John? <laughs> Who was number two? Cher. Oh, it's uh, one, Barbara Streisand. Ding, 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 correct. Yay! Do you know what she won her Oscars for? Do you know? My Fair Lady? I don't know. <laughs> she won her actress Oscar for Funny Lady, that uh, for Funny Girl. Oh. That was her. Uh, oh, and her second Oscar was for Best Song. She wrote, co-wrote um, Evergreen huh. from A Star Is Born. Okay. Yeah, she I remember Oscar. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember Jane Fonda that year introduced her on the Oscars. Okay. Um, okay, ready for question number two? You're off to a roll here. Which former diva of pop music is known for such hits as Love Hangover and I'm coming out. A, Whitney Houston. B, Diana Ross. C, Tina Turner. D, Elton John. What were the songs again? I'm coming out and... Okay, Love Hangover and oh. I'm coming out. A, Whitney Houston. B, Diana Ross. C, Tina Turner. D. Elton John. Uh, Diana Ross. Ding, 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 ding. You Yay! are correct. Correct again. Okay. Man, you got Keith, one prize. Keith got this okay. all too on Mixler. Wow. All that's right. impressive. So here's your third question. This is the toughest one. This is your PhD diva question. If you get this one, you have a PhD in diva dumb. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> okay. Who calls herself the people's diva? She actually says, I am the people's diva. A. Mariah Carey. B, Bette Midler, C, Lady Gaga, D, Elton John. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. I need a lifeline. <laughs> Can you look on Mixler, or is anybody out yeah, there on Mixler now? There is nothing. On, well, Keith isn't sure either. Uh, this is a this is a PhD question. I tell you, you have, you have to have a PhD in Divadum to get this one. Want me to read those for you again? Yes. Okay. Who calls herself the People's Diva? A, Mariah Carey, B, Bette Midler, C, Lady Gaga, D, Elton John. Um, I was actually going to say somebody else. <laughs> well, you can't. There's no, there's no fill in the blank or other here. Yeah, it's Celeste, A, like B, that. C, or D, Celeste. You got to color in the lines on this one. Sorry about well, that, see, girl. I um, think Mixler agrees it's E and it's BVP. <laughs> uh, no, I'm the diva of SLA. I'm not the people's diva. <laughs> so it was Bette Midler was the choices. Bette Midler, Lady Gaga, and who was the other one? Mariah Carey, and Mariah then Carey. and Elton John. Oh, wow. Um, I would say um, Nix was telling me one thing, but that isn't really my instinct. Um, okay. Uh, they're all saying Bette Midler. <laughs> okay, so you're going to go with B, Bette Midler? I, that's not my instinct. I, uh, my instinct is... Uh, Oh, no. <laughs> Trust me. You want a hint? You want a hint? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sometimes when, when people, a lot of people are telling you something, and it's because they're it's, telling you something for a reason. Oh, because it's right? <laughs> okay. All right. I'll say Bette Midler because I don't really know. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yay! It is Bette Midler. Yay. 
Go she, Celeste. Yeah, she got, she's on stage and she always calls herself the people's diva. Or she says, and as the people's diva, she's pretty funny that way. Okay, there you go. Well, Celeste, you just won yourself a set of coasters. How's that? Oh, great, great. <laughs> you will keep rings off your coffee table, rings off your nightstand, stand, rings off your wherever you put your coffee or wine glass down or your vodka in my case. You will keep rings <laughs> off of that thing. How's that sound? <laughs> Great. Well, thank, thank you, you, Celeste. Thanks for calling in. Um, Thanks, stay Celeste. on the phone. Stay on the phone so that Emma can get your address and information, and then we will send you those prizes out. Toot sweet, as we say in French. Okay. Okay. Have a great day. Bye, you Celeste. You too. Thanks, Celeste. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. We have a new quiz now. We'll I do the like diva. it. Do you like the diva quiz? We that could do. That was pretty awesome. I had an awesome SLA quiz. We have time. If somebody calls in, we still have a few minutes. We could take somebody to do well, SLA quiz. Well, Valeria was saying she was considering maybe calling, and she said she would do much better with the SLA questions than with the questions that Celeste just said no, to do. I'm waiting here. So I'm not getting any younger. We got like five or six minutes if you want to call in. Uh, actually, yeah, we have like we have like six six and a half minutes. Oh, and you know what? David just said that one of um, his dog found one of the coasters and found it quite tasty. Oh, <laughs> is, Dave, is Dave Jones in for a new coaster replacement? Is that what he's doing? Dave is Jones in for a new coaster. That's what he's doing. That's I, I have pragmatics. I know well, how that works. David, just call in. Yeah, Take another David SLA challenge. Yeah. Get more coasters. Well, while we are waiting for David to call in and get a new coaster or Valerie to call in or Valeria to call in. Um, I'm going to go back to that idea that, that Luca uh, sent out to everybody in Twitter sphere about if languages can only be acquired, not taught, how should we train our teachers? We had a couple of interesting responses in there. Um, we had Grant who said that uh, teachers should be trained to create an environment optimized for acquisition in which they deliver super doses of interesting, understandable, repetitive messages, uh, both in listening and reading and so on. Um, Lori said, this is very simple. Her answer was input theory plus experience as student plus skill identification plus practice plus ongoing support, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. I wouldn't disagree <laughs> with that. Yeah. Lori said in a nutshell. Lori, you hit that on the you hit that nail on the head with a sledgehammer, let me tell you. Um, and then we had uh, Diane said something interesting um, that we might want to elaborate on, need a little elaboration. She said, um, if language is going to be acquired, not taught, how should we train our teachers? She said, train teachers how to observe plus pace to students' comprehension. That's really important. I don't think we work enough with teachers to understand um, how to work at the level of students mm. um, and what they understand and what they don't understand. So, um, but, so she's right. And, and also she says, and learn how to ask questions that draw out students' ideas and build on those, like my refrigerator. <laughs> See how yeah. I got all the information on you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Diane, for just validating what um, I was talking about earlier, exemplifying with that refrigerator example for Jeff. Um, good questions coming in on the, in written form, but nobody calling in because we got we have the best people. But um, so um, so uh, oh, why am I? I just lost a piece of paper. Angelica, what's going on here? What? I don't know. Oh, my God. Can't oh, my God. I'm having an Alice moment. <laughs> my God, I'm so freaked out when I saw that movie. Did you see Still Alice? No. It's about a linguistics professor who's a, who's a professor <laughs> of acquisition. She starts to lose her memory from all the time. That's me. Uh. I'm losing stuff all the time. Okay, we got, oh, we got Jan on the line from Minnesota. Jan, are you there? I'm here. Hey, Jan, how are you doing? 
I'm good. I'm not in Minnesota today, though. Oh, okay. Where are you? I'm in Florida, so I I do see blue skies and palm trees out the window. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting outside right now at the beach. Oh, okay. Awesome. All right. So we're going to have to go through this. You're going to take the SLA quiz, right? Okay. We're going to go through it super fast because we're running out of the clock is ticking here. So I'm going to go boom, okay. boom, boom. Are you ready? Okay. I want the coasters. Okay. Here we go. Number one. <laughs> number one. Pay attention, everybody. Which of the following is not a method in language teaching? A, the natural approach. B, TPRS. C, audiolingual method. D, the carrot and stick. <laughs> what was C? Audiolingual method. Oh, the carrot and stick. Of course, the carrot and stick is not a method. Ding, 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 ding. There you go. I mean, for some people it might be, but. Although I was subjected to that several times in classes. Well, I was just, I, I went to school with nuns. I was just subjected to the stick, not the carrot. Okay, oh <laughs> number two. Which of the following tenets was critical to the natural approach? Since you got that question out of the way, we can now mention the natural approach. So which of the following tenets or ideas was critical to the natural approach? A, Emphasis on communication rather than form. B, forcing learner output. C, vocabulary memorization. D, electric shock if students answered incorrectly. A. A, emphasis on communication rather than form. Ding, ding, ding. Yay! Okay, she got one coaster. Now let's go for the full set of four. Here we go. Oh, I want the coasters. Okay. <laughs> Three. Who wrote the definitive book that I mentioned earlier in the show, Method, Approach, Design, and Procedure? Was it A, Steve Krashen and Bill Van Patten? B, Bill Van Patten and Jack Richards? C, Jack Richards and Ted Rogers? D, Donald Trump and Ted Cruz? <laughs> B. B, Bill Van Patten and Jack Richards? I think I don't, I don't think I don't think Krashen was on that book with you. I don't, I don't think so. so. I'm gonna I'm taking B. I don't know the second name, Jack Richards. I don't know. I know B B B. Well, of course you do. That's why you're calling in. Yeah. Well, I hate to tell you this. There's no ding ding oh. ding on that answer. It's it, it actually Jack Richards is one of the authors, but I was not. The book Method, Approach, Design, and Procedure, written by Jack Richards and Ted Ted Rogers. It's now in a subsequent edition. Um, I really encourage everybody to go look at it. They got a nice final chapter called Post Methods, which advocates what we're talking about today, that there's no such thing as methods anymore, um, or there shouldn't well, are be. Well, you going to send me a copy of that book? No, yeah. what we're going to do is, because we <laughs> like you so much, and you called, and we're going to send you your full set of coasters. How's that? Oh, yay! There you go. No more rings on my table. No, and, and Angelic and I will give each a little kiss. Yeah, we'll give each a little kiss so your, your coasters will come with a little bit of love on them. How's that? Thank you so much. But no lipstick. Neither one of us is going to put lipstick on to give you a little lip more. You just, <laughs> you just have to know that we kissed them for you, okay? Okay. All right, so Jan. Much. Well, thanks for calling in. Stay in the line and give Emma all your information so sh we can send those off to you. And thanks for calling in and, and enjoy Florida. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Yes. <laughs> bring, bring some sun back to the Midwest here. I will do that. Okay. All right. Bye-bye, Jan. Thanks a lot. Bye, Jan. Bye-bye. Well, good. That was great. Thank you, Jan. We learned a little bit about... SLA today. I like these quizzes because I think people kind of learn a little something if they didn't know something from before. Well, Angelica. You know, Betsy asked on Mixler if there is a limerick quiz. Just something to think about. There once was a linguist from Lansing. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> who every night would go out dancing. <laughs> His feet would get sore. 
you couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Betsy, I don't know, Betsy. I don't know about limericks. No, I'm going to, I have to uh, stick with what you know is what they say. I know SLA and I know divas. I'm, that's what I'm sticking with. So uh, that's the first rule of comedy and writing and acting. I stick with what you know. Oh, my gosh. We have time for like one last quick comment or something from Twitter or Mixler or email. Do you have anything there before we can share before I do our acknowledgments, Angelica? We have like one minute before I have to start acknowledging people and um, saying how Eric is asking, why does BVP not like the idea of methods in quotes? Because that's – why can't we get it? Eric, you should have called – is that Eric? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is Eric. Okay, Eric, I'm holding my hand out. I'm ho I want your cheek against it. And I want you to um, put your face on there and slap yourself several times. Okay, because you should have called that in earlier so I could spend some time on that question. The reason is – Hello, is, guys. It's Walter. Hey, Walter, I'm Walter? talking. I'm talking, Walter. <laughs> Walter! <laughs> I decided I'd call in for the end of the show. Did you hear nice. that, Eric? Did you hear that Eric sent a question in? I just, I just heard that you were talking about Eric's question, but I didn't hear the question. Yeah, well, the question was, say it again, Angelica. Why does BVP not like the idea of methods? Yeah, and, and I was chastising Eric. I said, you should have called in earlier because that's worth spending a little bit of time on, right? So I'm yeah. going to give Eric the 10-second version, so if I can do this in 10 seconds. Um, because what teachers need is not to know about methods. They need to have principles and fundamentals of language acquisition, language teaching, so they can develop what they need to develop and also um, evaluate things that are given to them to do. So they don't need to know about methods. They need principles so they can evaluate methods people talk to them about. That's what I think they need. That's why I don't like methods well, I think the question, too, though, is, I mean, if you have a method like TPRS, for example, I would consider a method that uses the principle of, of comprehensible input, right? So... Exactly, and under what you've just said, you'd kind of take a look at comprehensible input, or take a look at TPRS and say, hey, does this fit in with my principles that I understand? Yeah, so if you have six or seven principles of language teaching, then you go, let me look at TPRS and see if it fits my six or seven principles. And by the way, it does fit mine, so, but we'll get into that next week. We're running out of time, Walter. We only have like two minutes left, so I can do my acknowledgments. Oh my you ready for the acknowledgments? Sure. Okay, I'm we want to remind everybody to send your colleagues, friends, and students to tvpwithbvp.com uh, and have them sign up for our weekly newsletter. We want our 1111 caller or sign upper, whatever it is, to get a prize. Uh, we want to thank our technical producer, Daniel Trago. Even though he wasn't here, we're going to thank Dustin instead because he was awesome today. Our media producer, Luca, who's sick home with some kind of virus, I think he's just skipping out on us. He's home eating pizza. <laughs> uh, our talented and trusted Replacement call handler, Emma Dunn, has been taking your phone calls, so thank you, Emma. Our wonderful assistant production manager, Jeff Maloney. My Maloney has a first name, <laughs> and he's laughing because I said that now. It's J-E-F-F-Y. Okay, um, we want to thank the Center for Language Teaching Advancement, a.k.a. CELTA, the College of Arts and Letters at Michigan State University. And as a reminder to our listeners, the ideas and opinions expressed in this program do not reflect those of the Center for Language Teaching Advancement, the College of Arts and Letters, any of our sponsors, or any other official entity of Michigan State University. And of course, we always want to thank all of you listeners out there as well. We will be back next week. Join us again at 3 o'clock Eastern Time when we will address the following hot issue. We are going to ask... Are some languages harder than others to learn? Ooh, good one. Are some languages harder to learn? Tune in because we're going to have a special guest in the, uh, in the studio with us who will help us with that question. She'll be here live. Until then, have a great weekend. Remember to hug your dog. Jan, you're in Florida. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And happy second language acquisition to everybody. Bye-bye, folks. Auf Wiedersehen. Say bye, Walter.
I think he's gone. Oh, Walter's gone. Bye, Walter. Always knocking off early, that guy. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>